Okay, everybody, thank you for joining me. Today, I want to talk about Nimrod. Now, what led me to want to talk about this is I re I came across a, a clip, as I usually do, of a pastor talking on something. And as I usually do, I usually want to kind of jump into it and, and you know, add, add something to it. So this pastor was talking ab about Nimrod and who he was. And if there's anyone here who doesn't know who Nimrod is, let me help you out. Open your Bible to Genesis chapter 10. In Genesis chapter 10, we are talking about the descendants of Noah. The flood has already happened and Noah, his three sons and Therefore, wives are repopulating the earth, and one of the children born to one of Noah's sons is Nimrod. So, we will read Genesis 10, 8 through 10. Now, Cush became the father of Nimrod. He became a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel and Erech and Akkad and Kenai in the land of Shinar. So we see who Nimrod is. We see who his father and his grandfather are. And we see where he settled. Now, we're going to find out in the clip what it meant when it said that he was a mighty hunter. Because he was always one of those mysterious characters where you kind of felt like, well, what exactly did he do? It says he was a mighty hunter before the Lord, but it doesn't really give a whole lot. It doesn't really give a whole lot of background on Nimrod. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play this clip and I have to apologize. I did not get the pastor's name. I do like to give people credit when I use any of their work. That way you can check it out for yourselves. But it's about a three minute clip where he's talking about Nimrod. So I want to give you the scripture context of it first. Now I'm going to play the pastor's clip and then I'll come back in a little bit and when he's done and finish up. So hang tight. Here's the clip. But what it is, is you can't handle a parallel realm that's living amongst us. And if your eyes were open and you saw what's all around us and you saw why your family freaks out and why you don't understand yourself. If you, if you saw all this parallel world, that's why God hid it. He, he, he caused the realms to be separated so that we can't see the spirit realm. And unless, unless the spirit of God allows us to see into that realm. So if you want to know what's going on in this country, you have to be able to handle the fact that in Genesis chapter 6, Satan, the only way he could hijack the human race was to get into their genetics and to interbreed and then get human beings to disqualify themselves because they weren't fully human. Okay, so now in Nimrod, in the Nimrod days, Nimrod was one of these hybrids. He was like Goliath. It says he was a Hagaborum, with a mighty one, just like Goliath was. And, and when he um, came into power, it says that he was a mighty hunter before the Lord, is what it says in King James. Well, that's wrong. It says he was a hunter of man. He was a hunter of men. He built wall cities to keep men in. He was Satan himself. This is Antichrist. Nimrod is the Antichrist spirit. 
So he became Gilgamesh. He, he escaped to Ur. And so God called Abraham out of Ur and made a nation against this Antichrist spirit. Why is nobody saying any of this stuff? So Gilgamesh was Nimrod. Nimrod was deified. He was a mason. He was a mason. He built the Tower of Babel. He was the first mason. He put his initial, Gilgamesh, G, in his symbol. Mystery Babylon, as the Revelation, as Book of Revelation says. So I don't understand why there's all these controversies and why people are fighting each other. It's just pretty plain to me. And Mystery Babylon is a mystery for, for one reason. We need to get out of diapers and get rid of bottles before we can handle this kind of stuff. Whether you're first degree or 33rd degree, and if there's a 34th degree like former presidents, then I don't know. But it doesn't matter. It's all wrong. It's all part of this of the, the plan of Satan to take over the earth completely by entrapping human beings. The only reason that you're not entrapped is because you believe in Jesus Christ and he bought you. Amen. Okay. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. Now, he said some very interesting things in that clip. Now, I don't know about Nimrod being the first Mason. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying that he isn't. But he made some good points about Nimrod and, and how he came about. He meant, <clears throat> excuse me. He mentioned how the human race was hijacked because of the, the fallen angels. And when he actually started out talking about the things that happen around you and that you can't necessarily see them in the spirit realm, it reminds me of a book by the great pastor Donald Gray Barnhouse called The Invisible War. And the book was about exactly that. All of these things that happen around you that you don't see. And the things that the Lord protects you from reminds us in Ephesians when it says put on the whole armor of God. A lot of people will use that scripture. They will use the sayings in that scripture because they think just that. There are things happening around you that you have no idea what those things are. There are things happening around you that you have no idea of what God is protecting you from. But sticking with Nimrod, the, uh, the late great. Bible teacher J. Vernon McGee said something very interesting about Nimrod in his commentary. And I'm going to read it to you. This is in J. Vernon McGee's Bible commentary, volume one. And I am reading on, starting on page 10. I'm sorry, not page 10, page 51. And I'm going to read what he said about Nimrod between verses 8 through 10. And we'll read again. Verses 8 to 9. Now Cush became the father of Nimrod. He became a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore it is said like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. And this is what J. Vernon McGee said about verses 8 and 9. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He wanted to become a ruler of a great world empire and he attempted to do it. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. That doesn't mean that he was a wild game hunter. Sometimes a little boy is given an air gun and when he goes out and shoots a sparrow, his folks say, my, look at that. He's like a little Nimrod. He hit a sparrow, but Nimrod wasn't shooting sparrows or hunting wild game in Africa. 
he was a hunter of men's souls. That is the thought of this passage. And then I will continue on to verse 10. I will first read it again. Verse 10 says, Genesis 10, 10, and the beginning of this kingdom was Babel and Eretz and Akkad and Kanai in the land of Shinar. And this is what J. Vernon McGee says about verse 10. He was the founder of those great cities in the land of Shinar. Nimrod has quite a story which you can get from secular history. Alexander Hyssop in his book, The Two Babylons, gives the background, which I am not going to repeat here, but it is a fascinating story of how Nimrod was responsible for the Tower of Babel. It was he who attempted to bring together the human race after the flood in an effort to get them united in a nation of which he could become the great world ruler. He was the rebel, the founder of Babel, the hunter of souls of men. He was a lawless one, and he is a shadow or a type of the last world ruler, the Antichrist who is yet to appear. The first great civilization, therefore, came out of the sons of Ham. We need to recognize that it is so easy today to fall into the old patterns that we were taught in school a few years ago. Now, the black man is wanting more uh, study of his race. I don't blame him. He hasn't been given an opportunity in the past several hundred years. The story of the beginning of the black man is that he headed up the first two great civilizations that appeared on this earth. They were from the sons of Ham. Nimrod was a son of Ham. Now, that was the late J. Vernon McGee giving his thoughts on Genesis 10, 8 through 10. And as a lot of us know, we know that Cush is in Ethiopia and we know that and we know that Adam, excuse me, Noah's son, Ham, when they all kind of went their separate ways, that's where he ventured from and that's where some of the people came from. All right, that was just some thoughts I had on Nimrod. I came across that clip and it got me to thinking a little bit. So I saw what uh, Vernon McGee said and I went into Genesis 10 myself to read but he was one of those fascinating characters that we don't actually hear a lot about so I thought we would just touch on it just a little bit all right people that brings me to the end of my quick overview on Nimrod the Mighty Hunter if you're watching this on YouTube like comment subscribe I do enjoy talking to you all about the Lord's word. It is a, a, a pleasure to, to get to study. And I thank you for taking time out to just listen to a, a regular normie Christian like me talk. If you don't know about my podcast yet, you can go to my bus bra page, Berean's Corner, and find it. You can also find it on iHeart. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. Pretty much anywhere where you can get your podcast. You can find the Bereans Corner podcast. Actually, I do a chronological Bible study. I've already gone through Genesis. You can actually go back and listen to it. It's been a few years, but you can listen to what I had to say about Genesis 6 even back then. And that way you can just keep up and follow me there. Otherwise, that's all for now. God bless.